contracts, salary caps. Why do our favorite teams make some of the moves they do? It's usually the money. It's time for the business of sports with Andrew Brandt. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt, taking you behind the curtain into the inner workings of sports, what really goes on. One of those subjects is Roger Goodell and the alleged impediment by Jerry Jones towards a new extension and certainly a heavy compensation package. I'm going to get into that on Brandt's Rants edition of the Business of Sports, really talk about Roger Goodell from my viewpoint having known him, seen him, and now observing him as an analyst these past few years. What's really behind this quote-unquote impediment by Jerry Jones, his power base, where it's going to go from here, my inside take on the business of sports. First, a word from DraftKings. You know, we're into football now. You obviously know it. We're in our third week, and DraftKings is hosting this one-week fantasy football $100,000 pick'em contest It's totally free to enter. It's the newest and fastest way to play fantasy football. DraftKings already organizes the players for you. They're in eight tiers. All you have to do is pick one player from each tier. And the best part is you get to draft a new team every week without any commitment. So get to DraftKings.com now. Use promo code BRANT to play in DraftKings free with $100,000 at stake this Sunday. That's promo code BRANT on my name, all caps, B-R-A-N-D-T, to compete for your share of $100,000 in prizes. Totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you try DraftKings, the game inside the game? Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Back to the podcast. I want to talk about Roger Goodell because it just seems like there was a report Sunday on ESPN that maybe Jerry Jones is standing in the way of the all reported extension for Roger Goodell to continue as commissioner. He's already under contract through 2019, two years away. It's very rare for you ever see a player with two years left get an extension. But of course, different rules for the commissioner and no salary cap and owners who are billionaires paying him. That's a good spot to be in. My sense is this is overrated. There may have been some pushback from Jones, in my opinion, on the structure, whether it's just a big number or whether there's some incentives. Again, just like a player contract, whether he has performance incentives, whether he has to meet certain triggers for how the the league is doing with revenues, with the players deal, all those kind of things could come up. Let's go into it. First thing I want to say is having seen the inner workings of the league, you have to understand the NFL and the league office is beholden to all 32, not just one or the other. That's what makes it hard for commissioner and the league office to deal with these people. And what we've seen is that Roger Goodell is not prone to playing favorites, at least in his efforts the past couple of years, suspending and pissing off uh, the best player on the Patriots, Tom Brady, and the Patriots owned by Robert Kraft, alleged to be a very close and influential owner to Roger Goodell, and doing the same with one of, if not the best player on the Cowboys in Ezekiel Elliott, with Jerry Jones getting upset at that. Here's the thing. For every time Robert Kraft is livid, for every time Jerry Jones is furious, there's a herd of other owners standing behind Roger saying, attaboy, giving him a pat on the back. It's for the greater good. All of this is about the greater good. Goodell has shown he's not going to play favorites and... He's going to buck up against some of the most influential owners in the league if that's what it takes. We can agree or disagree with the process. Certainly the courts have problems with the process, not having people testify 
in the appeal hearing for Tom Brady, including Ted Wells, Jeff Pash, not having people testify in the appeal hearing for Ezekiel Elliott, the complaining witness, the investigator that didn't believe her. That's another issue. The issue here is does Goodell have the support of ownership? I maintain he has. Through all the negativity about Goodell, whether it's from the media, from fans, and certainly from the union, which we'll talk about a little more later, we never heard a crossword about Goodell from his ownership. Never really have heard a crossword. Everyone's supportive. When Jerry Jones has his player dinged like Elliot, we don't hear people coming out in support of Jones. When Robert Kraft had his player dinged, Brady, we didn't hear people coming out in support of Brady or Kraft. No, they're all behind the commissioner. So it's this whole thing. And I can tell you this. I've said this before on TV, on radio, writing, and here on the podcast. Every team in the league, not w- without any exceptions, feels this. And I can speak firsthand to this. Every team feels this. The NFL, the commissioner, treat other teams better than they treat us. Everyone feels that way. It's a universal paranoia. It's an inferior complex. We had it in Green Bay because we didn't have an owner. We felt like we got treated in, with inferior complex because we didn't have this owner at the meetings. We were kind of all sort of executives without an owner. Every team feels that way. So the league is very careful not to overstep with one team or another and always make sure building consensus. Roger Goodell, for whatever you want to say about him, he has been able to build consensus He's been able to use political capital with a cadre of owners that are instrumental in with him to make things happen, to get things done, and that's what he's going to be judged on. Listen, Jerry Jones is a very powerful and influential owner. I've seen it firsthand. I remember sitting in these meetings when I was an executive with the Packers from 99 to 2009. When Jones stood up and was given the floor at the meetings, I sort of sat up in my seat and said, okay, this will be interesting because he was very, he had humor, obviously his homespun Arkansas humor. He had bravado, he had gusto, and he was not afraid. I tell you, not afraid to go after other owners. And why would he? Because he didn't sense that they were taking the revenue production side as seriously as he was. They weren't marketing their product as he was. He would go after, pick a name, a Wayne Weaver with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a Mike Brown with the Cincinnati Bengals, thinking that they were just collecting their checks, their 132nd league distribution like he was, but not putting in the effort to market their product. We saw this all the time at league meetings. There's always this push and pull between teams that are smaller markets that are bigger markets, between teams that had the latest on-field injustice versus ones want to keep things the way they are in terms of playing rules. Again, a lot of times Goodell and the league office are trying to just build consensus. People are going to be upset, but ultimately it's about a long horse race. And relationships matter. Political capital matters. These relationships are not linear. For every Robert Kraft that gets pissed off about Brady, he'll be fine down the road. Jerry Jones will be fine down the road. These guys compartmentalize well. And here's the thing. The league's doing well. Yeah, we can pick apart the investigations of Elliott and Brady, even though the illegal probably winning court. We can pick apart this Colin Kaepernick. Why aren't people signing him? Is the league in trouble with, with a certain 
with uh, with a population because they seem to be discriminating against Colin Kaepernick. We can pick apart all kinds of little things about safety, even though the league has been safer than any other level of football now, except for the CFL now, in terms of reduced practices, reduced conduct. We can pick apart ticket sales. Okay, so now we have these two stadiums in Los Angeles. One is too big for the Rams. One is too small for the Chargers. They're not selling. The look is not good. But listen, here's the deal. This is just a speed bump. It's going to be a three-year speed bump. But it's a three-year speed bump on the way to L.A., to the Shangri-La that Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams, is building that's going to produce all kinds of revenues. It's going to make the NFL a bigger product because it has this stadium in L.A. Let's get back to that. And again, Jones' influence. I saw it as an analyst covering this for ESPN when I was at the league meetings on L.A. relocation. The old guard owners, the Roonies, the Maras, the Richardsons, were all in favor of awarding the L.A. franchise to the San Diego Chargers, longtime league loyal partner, Dean Spanos. Well, Jerry Jones changed that. He got in the room and he was persuasive about think bigger. A stadium in Carson, where the Chargers were talking about, was just going to be a stadium in a parking lot. We need something bigger. And Kroenke, with $11 billion in net worth, was going to build this Shangri-La, as I said, in Inglewood. So he moved the room. The old guard became the new guard, the money guard. People like him, people like Steve Ross, uh, people... Like uh, Jeff Lurie, they wanted to, Dan Snyder, move the room towards, let's make the most money. Let's be the biggest brand. Same thing with Las Vegas, although Oakland was not a non-starter in terms of putting together a package. So Las Vegas, same thing, Jerry Jerry Jones shepherding votes so he can make that happen. And L.A. is going to be massive. It's NFL West. It's going to have Super Bowls and Pro Bowls and Combines and NFL Drafts and World Cup Soccer and Olympics and major concerts and major events and NFL events. So there it is. Jerry Jones is the one behind all that. So I think when people talk about one of the issues is no tickets in L.A. and look what's going on in L.A., who cares? That's the response of the owners. Who cares about these three years? We're talking about 50 years ahead where you're going to have this incredible building in this incredible lot in Inglewood, and that's what the NFL wants. So these are the little concerns, the concussions. Okay, trying to make the game safer. Always going to have stories of players that have issues later in life. The NFL's dealt with that now for 10 years. It's going to continue to deal with that. But here's the thing. The NFL is booming. All right. So this is going to go in the favor of Roger Goodell. It's booming. They have a 10 year extraordinary length of time, 10 year collective bargaining agreement with the players that is as team friendly, as owner friendly as any such agreement in major professional sports. More owner friendly than the NHL agreement, more owner friendly than the NBA agreement, more only owner friendly than the Major League Baseball agreement. That is for a sport that has the most revenues and the most injury risk to players. We're only six-tenths, 60% through that agreement as we sit here today because, again, the NFL was successful forging this extraordinary 10-year term. That's one thing. Number two, 
The NFL is giving each team a $240 million distribution every year. That's the national revenues. You take that, compare it to the team salary cap player costs, $167 million, even if the team spends to the cap, which most teams don't, and you see where this is going. Number three, franchise values skyrocketing. Number four, relocation money, $55 million each team from these deals we just talked about. Number five, what about ratings? Well, people say ratings are down. Well, listen, these ratings, I wonder even how much they'll matter because at the end of the day, look what the NFL is doing. They're giving out morsels. One year, it's Twitter uh, doing the over-the-top streaming for Thursday Night Football last year. This year, it's Amazon. We can expect next year or the year after we'll have Facebook or Google or YouTube morsels being handed out so the NFL gets together in 2021 or whenever they do the contracts and say, okay, Fox, you're in, NBC, you're in, ESPN, you're in, uh, CBS, you're in, and of course they'll be in. They're not going to shy away from the NFL if ratings are down. It's the best programming they have. And then Google, you're in, YouTube, you're in, hey, Twitter, you're in, Amazon, you're in. Imagine the bidding then. So who is ever behind these one-year agreements with these OTT companies, diabolically clever. The NFL is not going anywhere in terms of rights fees. I think they're only going to go up. So all of these factors, the key metrics, are trending well for the NFL. So then you get to the compensation package. And again, these rumors out there that Jerry Jones wanted to adjust the package. And by the way, Arthur Blank, the chairman of the competition committee, waved that off said he's heard from Jerry Jones. We're fine. Jerry Jones walked back those comments to the media saying, yeah, we're fine. I mean, I dealt with it. We're fine. So he's not blocking commissioner. I would expect that to go smoothly. The question is, does it affect the compensation package? And what is that compensation package? Well, since the NFL stopped doing these tax returns of a public company, uh, of a um, corporation that was not paying taxes, uh, now they do. They got rid of that tax-exempt status. It really wasn't doing anything for them. It was causing a lot of PR nightmare. And here we are. We don't find out what Roger Goodell or any of the top league executives make like we used to. We can only suspect it's around what he was making the last time it was reported, anywhere from 30 to $40 million a year. Now, people gawk at that. I guess the question you have to ask yourself is, okay, we talked about businesses booming. We talked about uh, E32. So if it's 32, with all those metrics I just mentioned, Arthur Blank is probably going to look at the ownership group and say, you wouldn't put up a million a year for that? A million a year is $32 million for Roger Goodell. They just I just went through all the metrics. And... He may show what CEOs of corporations of similar size make, whether private or publicly held, that are throwing off, say, 13, 14, 15 billion dollars of revenues per year. Imagine what some of these CEOs at public companies make in situations like that, where they'll have stock options, they'll have warrants that go way past their salary, where they can make, I don't know, 50, 70, 100 million dollars in the same kind of revenue setup that Roger Goodell has. So I don't think that's going to be a problem. The only thing that may come up is some kind of incentives. If they get the new deal they want with the players, if they get the new deal they want with television, if they get the new deal with sponsorship, all those kind of metrics could come up for Roger Goodell. 
So where are we with Goodell? And by the way, the union relationship, yeah, it's awful. And it's blame on both sides. They hate each other. They don't trust each other. They don't talk to each other. Uh, they don't negotiate with each other. We hear from the union that they're not even going to negotiate because they expect a strike. We hear that they only seem to talk in court. They, they parry through social media. Now, do the owners care about that? I don't know. It doesn't seem like they're particularly fond of the union leadership, although they love the deal they got from them. They won in negotiations. They won in court ultimately the last time. The credit probably goes to Goodell for that because he was steering the ship along with the negotiating committee. So I think in terms of no relationship with the union, I'm not sure the, the owners really want him invested in that. They'll say, well, okay, we'll deal with it again. We'll win again whenever that time comes up. So I just think we have a lot of overstatement of Goodell. Where we are with Goodell, I think he'll continue. Uh, I think he'll continue at a very high favorable compensation package. May not be as pure salary-based as it was with sort of rumors that Jones wants a little more structure in there. And we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day will continue to have this sort of taking the bullets so the owners don't have to. Roger Goodell is the face of the league. Everyone can throw the, the darts at him, and he can be that face that people get upset about. And the owners are happy with that. In fact, it's part of the job description that he takes the bullets so they don't have to. And, again, for every unpopular decision with one owner, you're going to have a lot of popularity with other owners. It's just the way it happens. I've seen it in action. So the conduct commissioner, as I call him, because he's made conduct a hallmark of his tenure, as other commissioners have not, whether in other sports or in the NFL, will continue probably for a long time. And he has the metrics to show for it. We will continue to criticize him, as I have done, for process, for arbitrariness, for not getting things right, but he's pleasing the constituency that matters. Ownership and beyond that, sponsors, network executives, other corporate stakeholders, it's working for them and it's working for him. So at the end of the day, the business of sports is going to be uh, led by one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful people in sports, a continued reign of Roger Goodell, our conduct commissioner. That's our podcast for the day, Brant's Rants About Roger Goodell. This episode has been brought to you by BetDSI. BetDSI has been in business for 20 years. I know people who play these sports books. This is A-plus rated, and everybody recommends it. Bring some excitement to your game. Use your sports knowledge. Make some cash. They've got odds on everything, not just football, not just sports, politics, reality shows, everything. So to get into BetDSI.com, go to promo code BUSINESS25, capital B25, get a $25 free wager just for registering. If you decide to deposit, you're going to get a $200 bonus match. So BetDSI, promo code BUSINESS25, you get free $25 wager on the house, $200 extra bonus when you deposit. Again, that's BUSINESS25, capital B25. Get your free wager and start winning today. BetDSI.com. This has been another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt, a Branch Ranch edition about the continued reign, I believe, of Roger Goodell, the conduct commissioner, in all his unpopularity, but popularity with the key constituency, the owners. 
I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Listen to all the podcasts on TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you hear your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Thanks for listening to the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also get additional insider insight by listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and College Draft Podcast, all at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts are found.